be off screen. Kev, you, oh, I'm going to get undressed. Off. Kev, on can you just <laughs> no. Here we are live. On. So Coram just gave us the quick countdown of when we're going live. And I quickly look up onto the top left of my screen and it says we've been live for about two minutes already. So that's, that's kind of disturbing with the shit that we've been talking about. It is, dude. The skin there. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. So I'm waiting for a few more people to come on board. But in the meantime, welcome to the latest episode of the Knife Making Down Under podcast live on every second Thursday or when we get around to it, um, as is with the professionalism of our uh, production and conduct. So we just had, um, for the people that are, that are on the audio-only formats, we just had a little bit of a quick change happening with Corin. He showed a bit of skin on uh, on the corner of the screen there. We'll take a guess. <laughs> Let's take a stab at what that skin was because it was kind of white and not very hairy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's proudly showing off his Waterfall Road 2021 hammer-in T-shirt that he's changed into. Prior Which to that, he, he was actually wearing a little uh, grey number that was reminiscent of what Mert normally wears on a um, Thursday evening, Corin. Is that because we don't have Mert on at the moment? That That's something like that. Yeah, it's my, um, what's his name, that penthouse bunny guy. Yeah, that Hugh was Hefner. my um, Hugh Hefner dressing gown, yeah. Yeah, yeah nice. so g'day everyone. Good to see people all logging in. Awesomeness. All right. Yeah, we've got a few guys coming on board at the moment. G'day everyone. Um, uh, you may you may yeah. notice uh, on the big screen on the uh, visual feed that we have two people sitting there <laughs> looking a bit starry-eyed like the headlights have just come on in front of the deers. <laughs> Rabbits in the headlights. That's it. So, guys, tonight we've got Luke Berkelman from make smith not maker smith as often incorrectly said and um neil from pask makes so uh welcome neil and luke to the uh to tonight's recording thanks for having us pleasure uh, to be here there we go so we're starting to get a few listeners in now that's good um kev do you want to kick yes. off how have you been going this week what's happening yeah mate back into the workshop um well we'll, we'll briefly touch on while you guys were having fun of the hammering, I was on uh, carer duties. My wife had her operation done on her knee, and um, basically she was told if you wake up in a bandage, you could pretty much walk out the door because they will have removed some stuff. Or if you wake up in a, um, a brace, six six weeks with no um, weight bearing on the legs, which just happened to coincide with the hammering you guys are having. Uh, and put a little stop onto that. But, you know, you got to do these husband duties every now and then to afford the time off for all the other shit that goes on and the loose lifestyle that I have. Um, but in the meantime with that, um, I got a, did get I did get a little leave pass on Friday, Friday morning, which was kind of funny. Um, good mate of mine, Tibor, Tibor the Pom, um, got in touch with me and goes, let's go, for a, let's go for a quick fish up in the mountains. And in the mountains just past Kerma near the snowy mountains, um, there is Lake Eukenbean. So I was like, got the leave pass from Ro. She was like, yeah, I can watch a bit of telly while you're out there. Anyway, we chuck all the shit in the car and six o'clock in the morning, we're belting up the highway. Get up there, fucking snow, <laughs> gale force winds and a three foot swell on the lake. Nice. Attempted to That's cast perfect. the lure in. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was I had uh, uh, singlet T-shirt, woolly jumper, <laughs> and a down jacket, and my furry hat from the US, and I was still fucking cold. So I attempted to throw the lure in about probably a dozen times because it was an onshore wind, um, and it was all pretty shitty. So I I just went back to my mate. The bonus is I found this really fucking awesome old school um, piece of wrought iron, square wrought iron, must be, I don't know, 100 years old maybe. It was pretty fucking good because the lake level was down enough that where we fished, some of the old township was being exposed again. So there was some broken pottery. Uh, yeah, then I was walking along and much better than catching a fish, I picked up some wrought iron, which was a bit of a bonus. That reminds anyway, me we, of that yeah. time. That, that reminds me of that time in Secchi when we were walking down that river and found. The... <laughs> yeah, that's. It. I just pictured that as soon as you said it. <laughs> anyway, the never scrap mind. Steel that we licked. We licked a test. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we were up. We were up on my uh, adventure out fishing trip for all of about, oh, probably forty-five minutes at the fucking lakeshore, man. Then it was like, fuck this, let's get in the car and come home. <laughs> so I don't I was, know. I just would have stuck to drinking whiskey, but anyway. Well, was, yeah, we were going to camp overnight, uh, and that that just <laughs> disappeared straight away. So it was about an hour and a half up. 45 minutes of fishing and then an hour and a half back. I was back well and truly before midday, which was kind of funny. Um, didn't bother ringing my wife to tell her to get the boyfriend out because if he was around, he would have just been helping move shit around anyway, which would have taken the job off me. Uh, but then in the week since, been doing some, uh, actually back in the forge, doing some knife making. I ran a class where it was a Damascus knife making class for a fellow that's been here a few times, Mick. Um, that was fun. We always have a bit of fun when we're together, and being a one-on-one -on -one class, it was um, it was pretty chill. Uh, and also, while he was hand sanding his shit, because I got him to do a bit of extra work on it because it was Damascus. While he was hand sanding his stuff, I managed to get uh, one round of hand sanding in on about seven or eight knives, which have just been hanging around forever and a day. Uh, had a fella bring around an antique. Mert would have loved this if he was here. Had a local guy bring around a an antique sword from Bangladesh that his grandfather owned, um, and so I've just got to do a little bit of a clean up for that. Preserve preserve the pits and life that it's had, but just get the rust off and give everything a quick once over. So that ought to be a little bit of fun. And then I'm also working on a resto slash finishing job for another guy, which is um, three knives that. I think I talked to you about it a while ago, Corin. There was a fellow inherited some knives from a former or current, sorry, guild member that's terminally ill. I'll get his details and we might ask around to see if anyone knows him. But yeah, I got chatting with this fellow and he sent me down a few knives to fix up and we just bartered on it. So I got some timber and whatnot. So I'm slowly getting through those as well. Um, yeah, that's about it, mate. I've got plans. Today was pretty shit. Uh, Canberra winter certainly started. It was uh, wet, fucking miserable cold day. And the pup jumped on the bed in the morning and that just zeroed out the fucking motivation to get a lot done. So I spent, must have been about 10.30 in the morning by the time I realised, <laughs> pulled the curtains open and went, oh, fuck, what a shit day. So today was a bit of a write-off. Yeah. I'll blame my wife for that one as well. She won't, she won't listen to the podcast, so she'll never know. 
No, no, same as mine. Mate, I, um, I, I'll talk about mine in a little while because obviously I've spent most of the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, well, last the last week with Luke and uh, with Neil. So I'll do, yeah. we'll have a full rundown on what happened there. But just before we do, I've got a couple of shout outs. First one is, I don't know if you have this one. Do you have this one? Custom Boxer Razors T-shirt? No. No, good shirt. Good shirt. Stuart, That's from Stuart Kerr is Stuart. a top bloke too. Yeah, he's a great guy and um, uh, he makes absolutely beautiful custom razors. If you ever get well, we've a chance had one to... of them. We've had one of his razors on the Knife Art Association raffles. So, yes, very aware of his. Now, one more. Uh, no, I've got two more, actually. I've got Dan Man Blades, which is Danny Booving. For those that know Dan, Danny Booving yeah. is a bit out there. Danny, you are a bit out there. It's not my fault. Um, you, you are, got, and I'm glad Corin just backed that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you are, man. And that video you took of Wayne Schmidt is just living proof, and I don't ever, oh. will never, just don't want to go what there. Video, what video was that? So, I'll let Dan explain it all. It's um, it's his story. Uh, I never wanted to see it. I never asked to see it, and I'll never forget it. So <laughs> there's um. There it is with a knife in the eye of a skull at the end of the world. He did explain it to me. Right? One of us was pissed. I'm not sure. Okay, there's another one <laughs> as well. No, this is the best graphic I've seen for a long time on a shirt. Oh, 18 and, Cutlery. That's cool. Yeah, 18 That's Cutlery Co. Anthony Richards. So That's the last shout knife I bought too was uh, 18 Cutlery Co. What was that, sorry? That was the last knife I purchased. No, one of his, yeah. He has um, a very unique design. Um, well, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it from anyone else. So uh, I just like the way he does things. So it's it's pretty cool. But that shirt is a really cool graphic. So if you get a chance to buy one off him, uh, give him some support, shout out, that'd be great. Uh, all of those guys, thank you very much. Pleasure. There we go. Now, back to the um, the reason we're here tonight, which isn't for me and Kev to talk about shirts. And to try and spruce well, it's not more you shirts. talking about shirts, you prick. You're just fucking showing off. <laughs> do you notice? Do you notice, Kev? I don't have one that says Pass Makes. Well, he, he doesn't. He doesn't order them in fat bastard size. He well, has to custom order me a fat bastard. Well, one. hang on. What's what are you, you fat bastard size? What was that? You should have received yours today. It was in the post, delivered today. Oh, <laughs> no worries. I I wasn't at work, so. Um, uh, I'll yeah. I'll hold I'll hold back and so next episode I might have a pass make shirt that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So so there we go, guys. Let's hear a bit about you two. Um, first of all, uh, let's start off with Luke. Luke Waterfall Road Hammering. Uh, I was up there last weekend in Brisbane. For those that don't know, it's Sunshine Coast, uh, Nindiri. Is, is that how you say it? Nindiri. Nindiri. Yeah. Either or. Okay. Good. Luke no, lives on Queen, a. If you're true Queenslander, you say Nindri, but you say it through <laughs> four teeth. Oh, settle down. That's that. I went to that. I, I went to that town. What's that town called? I went to a steel shop oh, yeah. like that. But who oh, Nambour, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Nambour, Nambour, those guys were great. Good steel. Um, uh, very, very helpful and. Uh, um, <clears throat> Not many teeth. All right. So, 
So anyway, Steel Shop is quite good actually. It's it's AJ Steel and they're fantastic. They are a good. Yeah, player. AJ Steel, very good. We bought them out of um, we bought them out of we we bought over a hundred linear meters of steel. So we bought them out of uh, three by sixteen <laughs> mil flat bar. And this was to make uh, to make the gate for Neil's place. But we'll talk about that. So just just let me finish my introduction. Just settle down, um, Luke. <laughs> Luke Luke lives. Near the top of a hill beside Mount Nindri, Nindri, and um, his property is just bloody stunning, beautiful. And he was very, 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 he very, very kindly opened up his uh, his workshops and his and his property to uh, you know about eighty people, Luke, over the course of the weekend. Uh, I think we had about sixty. Yeah, that was on the Saturday, but you had different people come on the Sunday as well. We had. Overall, I think overall it was about 80 people there. So I'll That's just huge, put up man. some That's pictures of event. the event. So, Luke, time. you tell us about the event. Go through it, Luke. Uh, so I've had one before. I had one in summer, and summer and Queensland having a hammer in wasn't the best idea. It was, it was warm. Um, I said if I ever do it again, I'd do it one in winter. So... Um, yeah, we've um, picked a date the the last day in last weekend in autumn, and I'll try and make an annual thing. It was much better this time. I'm just Corin's giving me a signal hand signal. Yeah. No, no, no did you Corin. see? I'm just yeah, trying, to, just put, trying to get I'm trying to put up pictures. Going. I'm oh, trying yeah. to put up pictures of the event as you talk, and it's just going into full epileptic fit mode. So That's excuse right. me while I try and fix that, but keep talking. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of interest in it and I put it up again and picked a date and, uh, had a bit more structure this time. We, um, had presenters proper, a bit more structure to it. Presenters, it runs for two days. Uh, there was the Gamaco truck came up, which was awesome. Uh, I mean, it's not a proper hammer until you've got Sausage Man there. So Sausage Man was there. Uh, had Wayne Schmidt doing uh, running three charcoal forges for two days. He was an absolute legend. And, uh, yeah, lots of interest, lots of good people, creative people turning up, like-minded, um, having a crack, some for the first time, a, a real good uh, – Diverse between like beginners and people that have never even made a knife, and um, we had the state rep there for the guild, um, Kevin Room, which was cool. So a real diverse range of people, and um, it was just a good weekend. And by all the companies, this is this is my place. That's your place, yeah. Sorry, I went too far. So that that's um that's basically the sum of it. It was a brilliant weekend. Um, there was lots and lots of ideas being shared. Um, you know, you can't have 80 knife makers all in one place um, doing knife makery things without you learning something. Um, if if you don't, obviously a fair deal. Um, so it the, was it was good. The other good thing about my place is I've got the the large shed, and it's sort of multiple areas. And I try to stagger um, when things were going to be presented and and demos to be had. So there's multiple areas with lots of things going on at once. Um, I've got the big shed 
And a third of that is a leather workshop, which is RMK Leatherworks. And um, Matt and Cass, and Matt employs his um, brother and sister. So there's four of them in there at, all the time doing leatherwork. So there's a every tool you'll ever want for doing leatherwork. Um, yeah, that's unreal. So it's, it's the shed. How, how big is that shed? Just to put some perspective on it. Bigger than yours. <laughs> oh, fucking <laughs> huge. Way bigger than mine. It's massive. It's massive. So it's a massive. What size shed you have, you always fill it. So um, it's. Yes. Uh, it's Does yours 30... have a mezzanine? Yeah, it's got, it's got a small one at one end, which has like camping gear and stuff on it. And the other Kev. end. Kev, it's, it's got a it's got a house in the other end. Yes, yeah, that's a, how big it is. House, there's a there's 155 square meter um, house. So my whole house. shed, my whole shed's 150 odd square meters with the mezzanine. So that gives you some perspective. Yeah, it, my, it does. It looks and, massive. Yeah, there's about 300 square meters of shed left, um, which is full um, left over from cars and motorbikes that I used to play with, and um, Slowly being taken over with um, knife making equipment. Yeah, 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 and there's still some cars in there. So and motorbikes. Yeah. It's um, sorry, sorry, it's few few project gear. I know I've I made the point, Kev, that as big as his shed is, mine still never had a car in it. So therefore, better. <laughs> true, true story. So with mine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it started. We kind of kicked off on the saturday well we kind of kicked off on the friday night didn't we we went to a went to a dinner down at the down at a local brewery yeah cool, cool location so, danger well yeah it was cool. awesome <laughs> um, <laughs> and then what's that beer was good wasn't it Corin? i didn't have a beer i'm off the alcohol still so sucks to me, but it was still good. And um, I'm off uh, off gluten as well. So the pizzas weren't much good either, but it was still good. We had a great vibe. We had a good talk. We talked and um, um, Timmy bought Sausage Man a pizza, but forgot to order it. So that was funny because we waited an hour to find that out. Um, <laughs> good on you, Timmy. It was class act. And um yeah, so Timmy and I, Timmy and I drove up for it, but we came up the week before, and uh, we stayed with Luke. Luke's from Passmates. He's got a, uh, a YouTube Neil. channel called, sorry, Pask from Pask Makes, not Luke. Luke's from Make Smith, Maker, Maker Smythe. Yeah, thanks. He's getting confused, isn't he? It's not easy. It's not hard. Neil, Neil's it's from not hard. It's not hard. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Neil's well. from Pask Makes. Ed, shut up. I'm talking. It's a YouTube channel uh, where Pask makes. So he's been doing a whole bunch of stuff that just is absolutely mind-blowing for years. And uh, me and uh, Maddie Mewburn and originally Kevin and Mert and Ian and uh, Keith Flutter and Kev, we're all going to go up there and give him a hand to do a collaboration project. But Due to various things like um, Kev's partner's uh, illness or, or operation, and um, um, oh, everyone else just pussing out. Uh, it was just <laughs> me and it was just me, Maddie Mewburn and Tim Ford that ended up going. 
and I'll just put up a picture of us there with the with the gate. If I can, if I can master that, I'll just get it onto full screen. Just straight off uh, Pass Makes Instagram. So that's the gate we made. Um, just um, just get rid of Doug's comment, mate. That's on the screen at the moment. Oh, Doug. Yeah, sorry. Doug, yeah, there that's you go. Done. No, much better. So that's Maddie, Maddie, me, and Neil. Um, Tim wasn't there because he had to go and set up, and we were, hadn't finished. So on Friday, Tim had to go and set up over at Luke's at the Hammer Inn, and Maddie and I just worked like um, worked like. Well, we were driven by the slave driver that is that is Pat. Uh, that's not true. Um, we weren't supposed to finish that gate. Well, it, it's not quite finished, but you were just determined to see it hanging. So you you were the one pushing us. Um, if, if you want to, if you want to, no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If you want to stay on this podcast, there'll be no truth. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's it's all rumor, rumor, hearsay, <laughs> speculation, and lies. And innuendo. Yeah. I was only one slave driver, and that was you. But anyway, <laughs> we did see some footage. I don't know, Corin, did you save that footage anywhere of the fly press activity in sorting out those? Well, how many pieces were there? About a thousand. Something yeah, like we that. worked at there was about a thousand pieces, which obviously we got Timmy to cut and deburr. Um <laughs> and then <laughs> and they didn't even put him in the photo. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Piss off, Tim. Uh, Go set up. <laughs> ac actually, that, that's exactly what happened. Um I kind of don't feel bad, but I do. Um sorry, Timmy. Here's some more pictures of it. Neil took some great photos. Obviously, Neil's Get a YouTuber. Come on. Oh, Kittle, get off the screen. Get off, Skittle. Skittle. And so yeah, basically... That, friggin', that gate is friggin' unreal, man. That is a work of art. Basically, we tied together Neil's love of assembling small bits of material in a Japanese style called Kumiko, and uh, we forged a bunch of elements to go with it. Is that yeah, fair? I've been making one at the moment, so that's a good one. That's what oh. Kumiko normally is. Can you see that? Yeah, yep, we can see it. Yeah. But the, the the problem, Neil, is that it's made of wood. I'll just put it bigger, make it bigger, do it again. <laughs> one of one of my highlights from when you when I first met uh, when Corin first turned up at Neil's was uh, the, the, the excitement that the, the, they had for <laughs> a kanto. Oh. Is oh. that a real kanto? <laughs> That's I actually man. look at that thing. I was walking. Was, I was walking. I've never seen a grown man squeal so much and with excitement. Oh, Put a spider in front of me. Put a spider oh, in front of me. Fair suck of the Sav. Fair <laughs> suck of the Sav. I'm walking through his garden and I said it would be mad to see, it would be mad to see a cane toad because obviously in Queensland I've never seen a cane toad. I'm walking through his garden and the next thing I kick something that felt like a football. And I'm like, that's got to be a cane toad. So I had a yeah, look and sure enough. Yeah. Sure enough, um, it was a cane toad, and yeah, they are literally everywhere. I I was a bit uh, a bit taken aback. Um, I thought people were probably exaggerating a little bit or whatever, but no, Neil's garden is a veritable cane toad habitat. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's pretty full on, but Neil doesn't just do timber work, and and I mean, obviously, that's the the lower end of what he does, the timber work stuff. But he also does um, things like uh, fast forward versions of this. Uh, in this video that I'm playing on the screen now in fast forward 60 seconds, uh, he's making an axe. He actually forged the axe from, um, uh, what'd you forge it from? Uh, no, no, no. 
mild steel and um, a 1084 bit. Yeah, sweet. That's so, nice. and I'll that was his third. There we go. So he's folding it now for the benefit of those watching on audio. We're watching him do it on his Instagram, which is Pass Makes. Folding it, forge welding it, cutting in a 1075 steel bit and welding it up. And, yeah, and he ends up with just the most beautiful little hatchet axe type shenanigan. It's fantastic. Cool. Forging it out yeah. under his fly press. Excellent work. And for a guy that's only ever um, attempted three axes, do you want to tell us about the three axes you made, Neil? Oh, we could just talk about the third one. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, that's not that's well, not how it works for any no, of us. No, it's not how it works. No, that was my third attempt. The first one, I um, I made a mess of it. I collapsed the eye, and I kept um, I wasn't holding it very well with the tongs, and then I'd open it back up, and then I collapsed it again, and I weakened it, um, and it was just no good. And then on the second one, the forge well failed. And then third time, lucky, I got there with that one. So, yeah. So I learned something from the first two. And that's what it's about, isn't it? You know? That, that was brilliant. Because I normally throw it in the gutter and walk away crying after the first failure. Second failure, it just doesn't happen. Oh. So I'm, I was really impressed by that, uh, personally. Yeah. I, I, my, my first one worked. Your first one worked. Did it? <laughs> so, so, so. <laughs> got, uh, you, you're just quality though, aren't you? <laughs> Neil, Neil came up to mine because I'm I'm literally uh, two minutes down the road, not even, um, and wanted a, an axe drift and I didn't have one, so we made one and then one thing led to another and we're, we're testing how to make one before he made one. Not to... Sense, I, I think you just got excited and wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to make yeah. one. I was yeah. like, this is this is going. And um, I was knackered by the end of the day and I ended up heat treating it and thought I'd grind it for thick, grind thin. And I um, I quenched it and then I forgot. I just left it. It was too hot and I dropped it in the oil and I get it out. And I was like, oh, I'll pick it up later. And I forgot to temper it that night and uh, um, uh, mild steel just ripped the 1084 core apart. Um, significantly, I've dug most of it out, but it's changed what it was going to be, so it's a bit of a shame. And it's a simple uh, learning, uh, simple beginner error, and I shouldn't have done it. So, yeah, third time lucky, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll make another couple. Oh, the dogs, yeah. Corin's favorite dogs. These are Dodge and Pippa. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a dog person, I, I bring my dog to work just about every day. Um, Dodge and Pippa, uh, they're not. Corrin people. <laughs> they were, yeah. Uh, but, they yeah, but it took, it, it took five days for them not to just bark at me incessantly. <laughs> well, they say dogs have that sixth sense, don't they? Yeah, they do, yeah. 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 Best judge of character, that's right. <laughs> but, but I'm happy to say that by the end of it, Pippa was jumping on me when I wasn't Up looking and leg. licking my hand. <laughs> there was no, She's a girl. Dodge might have done. Dodge didn't do that. Anyway. No, they um they were really cool. There's a picture of Dodge. Boom. I can tell that's Dodge because I can't see Pippa sitting up there for anyone. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were awesome. Um, that's past milling machine. So, but Neil, past tell us um tell us a bit about your workshop and what you do and what you normally make and how you started off YouTubing and and the whole bit, mate. 
Let's hear. Let's hear the story. How long have you been doing this whole oh, that's YouTube a cute paper? Photo. Look at those two. Yeah, um, I, I'm not exactly sure how long I've been doing that. It's maybe about four years, I think. And I never expected it to do anything, but it's just gradually grown and it's still growing. So, yeah, um, yeah. So I mainly uh, make wooden things, I'd say, but I certainly like making stuff out of metal as well. You like that chair that's on there? On the I do. Edge. I love that chair. So he's sitting on it now. I'm so I am. I'm sitting on it now. I didn't even realize. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, I like making stuff out of metal as well. I just yeah, I just like to tinker and try different things, and that's it. And that's how I've ended up making knives. I'm not a knife maker, but I've made a few. I really enjoy it, but uh, I wouldn't say I know that much about it. But uh, he's being modest. He's no, being very no, modest. I'm not, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. So yeah, I just have a go at anything really, and yeah. Mate, yeah, I'd say about. that's really what it's yeah. about. And if you haven't seen his work, it's more than a go. It's worth going back and checking through. He makes not only does he make awesome things, he makes awesome videos about making awesome things. So if it's cutting a screw thread on a piece of timber, making a hand plane uh, from scratch, mind you, he makes all the parts, puts it all together. Um, oh, just goes on and on. Um, bowls, boxes. Uh, I, I've got an amazing toolbox of, of Pasks, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, I don't know if he knows it's missing yet, but he'll get there. <laughs> I was um, going to say, how'd you fucking get that out under your shirt? <laughs> so I, couldn't, I couldn't not give it to him. He liked it. That's got, that's got R&K leatherworks leather on it. It has. Yeah. It has indeed. It has indeed. And you have actually made several knives on your channel as well, Neil. I have. Um, I, I'm not sure. Maybe about five. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. And all of them are unique and special for a whole bunch of reasons, guys. He doesn't get a lot of traction on his knife-making videos, so uh, no, for all the knife... They're one of the knife performing videos, sorry. yeah, Worst performing videos, yeah. So, guys, I really let's... Like making, I really let, enjoy making them. Let's show him the community that we've got here in, uh, in Australia for knife-making and around the world listening to this. And if you wouldn't mind, just go to Passmate's YouTube channel, Go searching for his knives. He's got draw knives. He's got um, uh, uh, draw knife. That's one. That's something I've, I've been meaning to make. I've never made a draw knife. Oh right, I saw one here. What's well, Corin's just keeping up with the thing that we're saying. Oh, you bought about out lies and yeah. lies, deception, propaganda, all the rest. Are of you? It. It's all good. We can do it. It's all good. We don't need to speak the truth here. No, but carving knives, whittling knives. Guys, get on there and support his knife videos because the general woodworkers don't get it and they, they don't yep. like them. So just so show just them the, the, knife the real making, truth. We've got to stress, though, we've got to stress, though, just the knife-making videos only. Ignore everything else. That's weird. <laughs> the the yeah. chippies and the sawdust lovers will get onto that stuff. No worries. Let's get on board and raise the profile on his knife-making uh, videos. His, his, his fans only is going off, too. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know it was there. Only fans. Only fans. Sorry, you know what it is. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. That was a trap. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Nude knife making is all right up until when you start forge welding and then you're bursting out the MIG with no idea what you're doing, all that extra splatter, man. Oh, I tell you. I used to be a, a, a Finnish welder for a while um, and then I became a, a tool maker in the same factory. But the worst thing with welding with a MIG 
is if you got your head on the angle and the, the slag goes up and it's, you know, <laughs> I've got and it goes into your ear and it goes all the way in sizzle. You can hear it sizzling on the, the, the wax in your ear all the way in and there's nothing you can do about it. It doesn't matter how much you run or jump up and down or kick your shoes off. You can't get it out. You just got to wait for it to cool down. And that's happened a couple of times. It's not fun. When I was, when I was setting up the billets for the class that I ran with my mate Mick, uh, I was just running the beat up and one fucking blob landed on my forearm. And of course my welding safety gear is a flannelette shirt. <laughs> so this blob's landed on my arm and I'm like, uh, the old fucking take the pain, take the pain. I've got a well. second, I've got a, like a five millimeter round second degree burn. <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> use use a TIG welder, then you're not adding any mild steel to your billet. True. And it was splatter. Well, I'm only using gas. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I've only just started using. I'm pretty shit. I don't know. We well, to 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 elaborate on that, um, I had uh, Kevin Room and. Tim Kingsford, which I probably handpicked for for teaching, but neither of them have TIG welded, and I got them to fully weld, seam weld, fusion weld, without yes. adding any material um, to a nine-layer billet. And then we saw we, that on their their Instagram and whatnot. Yeah, so kept Kevin Room and never TIG welded. Tim Kingsford did a really amazing job at um, TIG welding, and they both left with a, a, a nine-layer billet about this long. So nice. that's from well, listen, listen, not that I want to invite myself up to your place, but I'm heading to Queensland in August. My sister and brother in law are in Brizzy and just outside of the city. And I think I need to escape their place for at least a day and come up to your place because it's only then going to be what, hour and a half away or something? It depends if it's north or south side. Yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 they're not yeah, far I, from bloody, um, what's that, yuppie suburb where they do all the shopping. Yes, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Nindri. Like, no, Nindri. <laughs> Nindri. Nambor. <laughs> nah, oh, just oh. outside of the city. Oh. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're, they're only just outside the city, but I'll come up anyway. That'll, yeah, that'll definitely. Thing. So, we'll stop in at Pask's place so I can get a t shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, mate. <laughs> Corin just wants to have more t-shirts than me, the print. You just sign up two XLs. You what? <laughs> That's what it's XLs. Ooh, how rude. Jesus. Now I'm gonna have to go on a fucking diet to fit into one of your shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so um Neil, uh Andrew yeah. Smith. Andrew Smith's on the I on the that. chat there. And he has uh he's throwing down the gauntlet. Andrew Ooh. Smith is um uh the the administrator for the Knife Art Association. He's the guy behind all the events that oh, the Knife okay. Art Association runs, the Symposium, the Sydney Knife yep. Show, the Adelaide Knife Show, the Perth <laughs> Knife Show, the Brisbane Knife Show, the Sydney Hammer Knife Show. Hammerins too. Hammerins, Hammerins, like the mm -hmm. one at Luke's, which was sponsored by the KAA. And he's throwing down the gauntlet and he's saying, will you make a barrel knife? I think I will make a barrel knife. Uh, well, I'll give it a go anyway. But I'd like to make one. I it's, am personally somewhat threatened by this because everything that Neil makes is better than anything I've ever made. So, oh, don't. <laughs> don't worry, Neil. He'll he'll invite you uh, down to make a barrel knife. He'll say, "Come down to make a barrel knife." It'll only take three days. Seven yeah. days later, you you'll be 
like heat treating your thing the wrong way. He just <laughs> just he's just a prick when it comes to it, you know. I, I don't drink I don't drink anymore, Kev. So um you'll save at least two days. True. Maybe will, three. Yeah. We will because I wasn't discouraging you from the three o'clock finish to get on the piss either. <laughs> and that was after an 11 o'clock start after the hangover from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> True story. We did see Jamie Bishop's um, sausage man's power knife that he did complete um, within a year. Um, so that's pretty impressive. <laughs> and, and he did it. He did it in between wiring up my shed. So I am <laughs> eternally grateful for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, he came down and made one, but um yeah, Neil, give it a go. Have uh, uh, the gauntlet's been thrown down. You can either come down here, as Kev said, and I'll um, I'll definitely host you. No dramas at all. Or you just have a crack yourself. I'll send you an old one up, and you can have a go at it, and we'll see yeah, where we okay. end up. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to go to at some point. Hopefully, yeah. soon. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah. Oh, Doug Lass has made a good joke. Corin isn't drinking anymore, but is he drinking any less? Ha ha ha. Doug, no, my personality. That's a, that, no, that's a bloody grandpa joke, mate. Like, that's dad jokes next level. I love <laughs> it. Um, I do love it. I'm laughing on the inside. Um, Doug, um, yeah, I, I haven't had a drink since. Well, I've had a couple of drinks since January, but I'm doing my best not to have a drink. So just, yeah, I'm doing all right. Leave me alone. Um, Adam Coombe, from, uh, whose podcast just went up from last time. I only just got it up uh, from Tinderbox Knives. Uh, he thought uh, barrel knives went out of fashion before the fax machine did, uh, and um, that may well be true, but it's still hurtful. <laughs> um, and Ian says, I'm a carpenter by trade, and past videos make me feel like I don't even know one of end of the hammer from the other. I, I have to agree. Like, I, Neil, can you talk about Scrapwood Challenge? Tell us about what you've, these Scrapwood Challenge videos. How many of them have you got, and what are they? Um, well, I've just done the 50th one, but uh, when I started, I was given a heap of scraps uh, that come for Laurel, and it's from a local business that make chopping boards. And uh, I just had the idea of making seven videos in seven days, and that's what I, there we go, there's the, the piles of scrap. Sure, so first, I, uh, I started it, it was only supposed to be seven videos. And each day I actually made that project that day. I filmed it, edited it, and uploaded it that day. And it nearly killed me that week, but but I got through just about. And it was it was quite popular, so I was being asked to continue it. So I did. I just carried on. But the next ones I just made uh, just when I had time to make them. There was no structure. It wasn't one every week or anything like that. And I just got up to, fit, to the 50th one, so... Yeah. So if you go through his uh, his YouTube or Instagram, you'll just see so much stuff made out of this ratty old uh, offcuts of camphor laurel. Uh, and I'm just trying to find my favourite. Oh, not one of my many favourites actually, but it's my favourite because it's sitting on a table just next to me, which is a good thing. That was one of your hammer was there then. Yeah. Just steal something else, oh. Byron. Just go. Yeah, I, there's the hammer. See, he stole that off me first. That's why. That's how it started. No, but you you can make one. Neil is not a hammer. Anyway, that's okay. I'm trying to find it. I'm still scrolling. Sorry. It's not coming up as quick as I would have liked. 
don't know. I'd have to be getting close. There's a few knives there. One he did for Jimmy Duresta. You went past it. Oh, there it is there. Look at that. Boom. So that's my toolbox. At Concertina's no out. Way. Yeah, it's fully six choice. That's way too bro. nice for you. Just let me get <laughs> in, get rid of that. Look at that. See, it's like an octagon, and no, a that's what? not even the same. An octagon, eight sided thing, with um, <laughs> and it rolls out. So I was kind of thinking, I don't know. I just fell in love with it, and anyway, that's it's mad. So we spent, we got up there on the Tuesday, on the Monday night, and we stayed with Neil. We just designed the gate. Do you want to talk about the gate design process, Neil? Uh, well, we didn't really have a proper design nail, did we? Uh, Matt, he was pretty confident we could just throw something together. And then on, on the morning when we were starting, I threw a bit of a spanner in the works. I just had this, it just came to me while I was having my coffee that morning about making a steel Kumiko gate and I showed them what I was thinking and they were pretty keen and yeah it was, Matt was yeah let's do it let's go for it so that's what we did we did it a couple so of internet internet searches to make sure that nobody that we could find anyway had had done a Kumiko gate uh, in, well, in steel that wasn't going to yeah. stop us anyway but yeah, ah. but yeah and that but it did it did seal the deal it sealed the deal, yeah. It did seal the deal. So that's um, this is the Kumiko that he showed us, uh, that got it all started, which is some screens around the water tank, on his property, all done in yeah. Kumiko. It's mad. But how many pieces are in those screens, Neil? In those ones, yeah. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, but maybe or fifteen hundred ish or something like in each one. I think something like that. That's yeah. a so, form fly. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's three screens. Three of those. Yeah. There was a lot of work in making those ones, uh, but I enjoyed it. Though. I like doing that sort of thing. So yeah. It was problem. it was good fun, and uh, we we did uh, there's progress pictures on Neil's Instagram of how the gates sort of developed um, as we as we went through it, and there's some work in progress pictures that show us knocking out. Uh, oh, that's oh, that a there was Timmy. Of us knocking out the little curved bits in the gate because yeah, uh, was Matt cool. was adamant. Matt was adamant that we had to have some curved bits in the gate because otherwise it wouldn't be steel. Like it would just be Kumiko in steel that could have been wood. Yeah, and you can't bend wood as easily. So we had the curved sections go in, and anyway, it just it just looked mint. It looked really good, it really but did. it took took some days. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Kev, you got any questions for them? Oh, mate. Well, I've just been overwhelmed <laughs> with all this Kumiko stuff. Didn't even know what Kumiko was. No, you've got to Google now, it. I've it's seen not it, I'm a knife kind of intrigued. It's, wood, it's woodwork it's, version it's, of Mosaic Damascus. Oh, oh yeah, it's unreal. It Say that yeah, again, no, Neil. Sorry, we talked over you. Many, many patterns, so you can take as far as you want as well. There's, yeah. It's not just that pattern that you've seen there. This, yeah, yeah. I've heard Kevin so all the one. Oh, does he? Yeah. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> Once I finish, twice I go backwards, just because oh, I can. Oh. Um, what? So, what's your favourite or most useful tool in your shop, Neil? Then, uh, it doesn't matter if it's not for knife making. Like, what's one of your 
um, go to, particularly with, say, let's say, hand tools. Hand tools? Yeah. I'm not sure. The big mallet? I, I like my bandsaw, but that's not a hand tool. <laughs> tell them. Tell them. No, 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 no. Tell them about the bandsaw. Why do you like your bandsaw? Tell us about it. Because oh, oh, I, I, I have never seen a bandsaw like that bandsaw. I made the bandsaw. I, I did make it from plans. Uh, there's a guy called Matthias Wandel on uh, YouTube, and he makes his own. So I did buy his plans, but it's an awesome bandsaw. I, I built it about five or six years ago, and uh, I've never done any maintenance to it. It's still running like the, the day that I made it. It's, it's, it's all wood, well, the whole thing. The frame's all, wood, all the, the wheels, wheels are wood, wood, everything's wood. It works. That kind of goes without saying that, that why that would be your favourite tool then, given yeah. that you actually built it. I use it all the time as well, so, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. That good bandsaw doesn't go astray, that's for sure. So with Luke's workshop being excessively large and many of them, what sort of workspace do you work in? And you've got your bandsaw, what other, give us a sort of, virtual tour in, you know, the 30 seconds of in what your place, workshop would. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's split into two halves now, the workshop. So I, I used to try and do everything out of one side. So I'd be woodworking one day and then grinding and welding the next day and that sort of thing doesn't go. So now I've got a separate metal workshop, the, the other side. So can you mention your stop saw? Stop saw. Saw stop. Saw stop. I didn't make that. Like. Oh, I prefer okay. my bone saw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, continue talk amongst yourselves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, I've got it split into two now, which is it's much better. And my metal workshop, um, has taken a while to evolve and it's just sort of getting there now. So, uh, I haven't done so many metal work and uh, not making, I suppose, uh, videos for a while of projects because I haven't been set up properly, but. No excuse, yeah. no. To be a grinding room too. Yeah, maybe. Corin uh, has almost convinced me into uh, making a grinding room. So, boom, chicka, yeah. wow, wow. Insulated, and, conditioned. It's it's nice. Yeah. And yeah. ventilated. My favourite part is his workshop is also air conditioned, Kev. So that's how cool he is. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, my favourite. You like my welding table, no? You beat me to it. Tell tell everyone about the welding table because that is a piece of work. Well, I haven't actually put it to that much use. I made it maybe six, seven months ago, and I've done a couple of small jobs to, on it. But for those gates, it was fantastic, wasn't it? Because you can clamp you clamp anywhere. Yeah. It, it, so we put it through its paces, and it was good, wasn't it? It really that was. was excellent. It's got removable slats that you can take out and put clamps in in their place. Yeah, right. Uh, which you can put them anywhere. You know the welding tables, layout tables that have the little holes, dogs and stuff that yeah. you can move around. With the with the um, layout that he's got, it's like you can put the clamps anywhere. It's golden. It's really cool. It's really good and it, to use. And it's heavy as well. Yeah. I can't imagine how we would have made the gates without it actually because of all the – because we were welding one side and it was buckling and warping and carrying on um, – to do it, we really had to clamp it down in so many different locations, and it just made it possible. I was blown away. I want one. Even Matt said he'd like one. Yeah. <laughs> no, really good. If anybody listening is interested in the metal arts, uh, particularly welding, I think it's well worth checking out that table because it's a bit of a project, It's um, it's um, uh, it's but it's just well worth it. 
and that's it. He's got videos on how he built it and using it. So, yeah. Happy days. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Luke, let's uh, let's have a have a bit about you, mate. So, tell us, how did you uh, get into knives? What was the first knife you owned? Uh, I I grew up with knives. I lived in a, a rural sort of rural residential area, backed onto bushland, um, like pretty rainforesty sort of bushland. I literally broke my wrist swinging on a jungle vine, quite literally. Um, Always had knives, probably too young, given knives as a child. Like Never. Go, go play in the bush. Remember putting edges on putty knives. I remember, yeah, we just grew up building cubbies and being in the bush making cubbies with knives. And I, I think it was sort of suppressed towards my uh, teenage years and then it went to cars and motorbikes and um, uh, a good friend of mine uh, made a knife for a friend and I – because he was my best friend, he's we're you know competition. He's half Dutch, I'm half Dutch. I'm like I can make a better knife, and he said no, you, no, you couldn't. And I said yes, I could. And I um I just made my life goal to make a better knife than what he could produce. And um he owns some of my knives now, so I think he's conceded, <laughs> and I'm a better knife maker. Um and the bug the bug bites and you yeah you you're trapped. That's it. I just want to go back to a technical point there, mate. You said you were half Dutch. Is this a technical point or a racial point? No, 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 it's a technical point here. It's not racist. And the other half's Kiwi. The other I'm not going to ask you about, I'm not going to ask you why Dutch eat small pancakes. That's irrelevant. But just before, know. let's go back about 15 minutes in this podcast. You said that you were a Finnish welder. Now you're <laughs> saying you're half fucking Dutch. <laughs> Get your story straight, mate. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> that's what a bad dad joke i know <laughs> i had to wait for, i had to wait for the opportunity and there it was served up on a silver platter <laughs> anyway back to what you're saying something about cars or something i don't know wasn't listening yeah. super suck sorry what <laughs> i'm a v-dub driver now <laughs> so so am i i've got i went from one volkswagen a little one to a big one so yeah they're good cars. Thanks, jake what's the sending me messages um this is probably yeah. uh, on the screen. He's probably should play one of the voice messages. Is that appropriate? Do it. <laughs> yeah, get out, mate. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how to say this, but you know, like they've always said, you shouldn't meet your heroes and all the rest of it. And I just, you know, ever since we met, I just can't help but think that well. I'm pregnant. That must yeah. have been a big night down the pub. No, this is every day. That one didn't work. That one didn't work. No. Well, moving right along. Yeah. Hey, so Neil, while if oh here we go, Sunshine Coast Cycles, we're just wondering if you've got your pre-order into your shirts, mate. Written on the back there, push hard, break late, or something like that, and then Burkle Cop on the lower back. Yeah, it looks like a straight up fucking yob fest, mate. Anyway, I'll fucking see you later, eh? Yeah. 
We might know. We might need to get him to do the outro for Timmy. Oh, so <laughs> I think. Uh, I think. I think that's probably right. I checked out a lot of Jay's work while we we're up there all summer, anyway, and he's making beautiful stuff. Uh, uh, certainly, is um, <laughs> it's good stuff. It's mate. Not yours. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, how about you, Neil? Tell us about your first cutting tool. It probably wasn't a knife. It was probably a wood plane or something. But it's yeah. I can't really remember, to be honest. I had pen knives when I was blunt once, probably, but yeah. So I was the same. I just used to play at the woods at the end of the road, building tree houses and stuff. And yeah, we'd have a pen knife and yeah, carve names into the tree and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I got my I, first my first pen knife on my sixth birthday and my first stitches one day later. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, never mind. Yeah, are traveling down to Sydney Knife Show in August together. So we're staying at um, Cameron Elder's place. He's kindly let us stay. Um, uh, I'm, I'm apparently responsible for Jay while we're there. So hopefully that goes well. Uh, that that's gonna that's gonna be a fun a fun week. Yeah, I can, uh, cannot can, fucking wait. Cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. You got to when you when the time comes, you got to come to the Mercure and stay at the Mercure because, uh, <laughs> frankly, it's like, uh, well, the, I, it's I, like I, I, the last time that like they went to close the bar. Oh. I don't know some ungodly hour. Seriously, some ungodly hour of like nine p.m. They were like, "Oh, we're going to close the bar." And we said that would be a very, very Someone's bad business. Walked over there and just gone. You're not closing the bar, and they're like, well, uh, "Excuse yeah. me, you're not closing the bar. How much do you earn an hour? How much do you need for the bar to stay open?" And they they spat out some big, stupid little figure, and we're like, "Fuck, we'll double that if you stay open every, you know, for the next hour. We'll keep drinking." But we'd gone across previously to the bottle across the road and bought about bloody four bottles of um, whiskey and stuff. So when they closed the bar, it was like, all right, don't put don't put your fucking um, last drink on the bar. Keep your glass and fucking head over the corner here. And then things got very fucking messy. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the McHugh is good because you don't have to drive anywhere. But anyway, I, exactly. um, I, I'm not drinking now and it's all my happy days. But anyway, we'll see how we go. We'll go. Um, the action from the bowls club to wherever the crowd goes, I think. Oh, half there. of them end up half yeah. of them end up over at Hooters, so that seems to be a fair <laughs> haunt. Yeah, that, anyway. that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, so how did you? Uh, so how did you sort of want to start to make a knife? Then Neil, is there anything, any point where you thought, oh, I just want to make like a woodworking tool or get into metalwork? How did it all happen for you, Neil? Um, I can't think of an actual i've made a few tools where i've needed to make a small blade and uh, i would uh, just uh, heat treat it with a blowtorch uh, i can't think what tools have i made where i've done that i've used a bit of old file or something for a cut maybe my uh, my thread cutting tool my wooden thread cutting tool i think um, that's the first video of yours that i ever saw yeah yeah, so that one I used, for the cutter, I just used an old bit of file. And I think from there, I just wanted to make more things and I fancied making a knife. And then I, I think um, I got talking to you and then I ended up making that first knife, which is around somewhere. You were playing with it earlier. 
And one of my personal favourites is the fact that if you watch his videos, you'll see he's got a different way of doing things. He doesn't look at knife-making videos and then see the way we do it and do it that way. He comes up with new ideas for doing stuff. So if you do go and watch his videos, I'm guaranteed you'll see something you haven't seen before. Uh, it's just <coughs> the way he works. Um, one of those was the skeletonized knife, which was pretty pretty epic. Have you got that one out? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a, well, I'm not sure exactly where it is. I haven't got it out. I can find it if you want. No, nah, people or, can look it up. People can get onto onto uh, Instagram and look it up. Uh, so what happened with that knife? Uh, I just say um, I, I donated it to the Bushfire Appeal and it sold. And even Corin made a very generous uh, bid on there as well. Uh, but a guy in California bought it, but he wanted me to keep the knife, so I've still got it. So. Oh, sweet. That was pretty cool. That's that's unreal. And the Californians um, have the Californian guys have a specific sort of um, relationship with the Aussies when it comes to bushfires because they get in that yeah. same situation over there. Yeah, so that's unreal. So, yeah. One thing I learned the other week from the from the guys at Syro was that <clears throat> in one year America lost more houses than we have ever lost in bushfires. Oh, is that yeah. right? Yeah. So that puts into perspective just how well their houses burn. They don't have all the building regular. You know how over here, if you're going to build in a bushfire zone, you've got to have the right fly screens. You've got to have the right water tank. You've got to have everything set up so it doesn't burn. Over there, it's just it's it's sad, but they just make their houses to burn. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, there you go. I found that out the other day. Whilst, uh, yeah. Anyway, never mind. So, um, Kev. Luke, going back to you, we've we've had you on our podcast before, but the internet was so shit, we might as well just erase that from our memory. Um, what's your preferred style of knife? Do you prefer making hunting or outdoor knives, or do you like making kitchen knives, or is it just a mix of both? No, I, I, I eat cereal literally out of a bowl because I don't know how to cook for dinner. Um, I had milk, obviously, not a, not a psychopath. Um, but... Um, yeah, they're all um, uh, sporting and camping style knives. So runs in line with I, I go on motorcycle trips around Australia and um, I love that sort of stuff. So just in line, you need a knife all the time on you. So There was a viewer question that goes into this um, that I read before on the, the list there and they said, what's your obsession with Scandi grinds? Oh, um it's like those, uh, I learn a new trick thing and um, <laughs> doing it. You only have to grind half, uh, not even half like, a knife. Hey, 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 hey. Settle well, down. Just Settle wait down. a second. Just see just what I put. My, my yeah. new trick is wedges, so just wait till you see what I put wedges on. Everything. <laughs> Scandy wedges. Well, I'm just, yeah, I'm just. Like three millimetres off the top. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Scandies are my personal favourite grind, grind. So, oh, here just, we uh, go. We'll be editing he's just this saying that because he's wearing your fucking t-shirt. But uh, Jay, but Jay, Jay Cross reckons. Jay Cross reckons that you only like them because they're easy on a jig. <laughs> Take the platen off. See if you can grind without the platen. There's your jig. Ah. Ooh. Ah. There's, a, There's a challenge out. there, I reckon. The yeah, no platinum knife. 
Yeah. Well, you know, um, yes, yeah, Scandi uh, is a good. I've got a, a method for doing it, which is different and has its positives and negatives. But um, yeah, they're, they're a, a good <clears throat> knife. Absolutely. Absolutely. The one true grind. Yes. So, um, one uh, what grind. tools, what tools did you use to make your first knife, Luke? Uh, first knife would have been done on a multi-tool. Nice. Um, and then was quickly, uh, quickly replaced by a homemade 2x72, which had a treadmill motor, which was quickly upgraded to a two horsepower three phase motor, which, um, has kept me going for a few years and which has just been replaced by a, a Shopmate 72, which fell off the back of the truck as Corin left Waterfall Road. Oh, is that where that went? <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Timmy! Timmy? Timmy was Timmy. Timmy's lovely. Yeah, he's good he Timmy's a great oh, guy. Stop it. He's a he naughty is, he, boy. He normally joins us, but um, no sign of Timmy today. And I think it's he's had a day off today because on account of his uh, having his some time in Lou days. But um, I don't think he'll be joining us tonight. And sadly, we don't get to play the Timmy time intro. Um, yeah, bloody Timmy, someone just said. A shout out to Dan Pedersen and Steve Tully. Uh, oh, yes. On my first hammering that I held, uh, no two guys are more polite and more excited and um, more enthusiastic. If you're ever holding a hammer in and you're in another state, fly these two guys to your property for the hammer in. They will make it. They were forging into the night. They were they were still going at 11 o'clock, and I think they, um, yeah, they just they forged some beautiful, uh, I think it's the elementary Jason Knight knife profile um, after watching his videos. It's yeah, they've done an amazing job, and um, they're always a pleasure to have. Actually, um, Dan Dan was there on the Saturday and the Sunday, and his wife went into labour on Sunday, and he Go Dan. he so good. God, uh, third child. That was his excuse. It's okay. It was the third child, not the first. And he went home, um, and then um, she was having contractions. Sorry for sharing, Dan. And then. Went to school, went to uh, uni on the Monday and then came home Monday afternoon and uh, they went to the hospital Monday afternoon, so after she was having contractions that whole time. So um, he made it to the um, – he made it there. Uh, Kev, Kev, unfortunately, didn't, but, you know, it's, we, we understand. It oh, was mate, um, I saw it. On your third fucking run of a kid, the doctor just comes in with a fucking catches me. It's down like that. Boom! With a sore <laughs> knee, mate, and a leg brace. That's fucking difficult. <laughs> no. Jokes, jokes. No, you're, you're... It's my wife's first sore knee, not the third sore knee. So, <laughs> and, and also um, meeting Mike I'm not Bandella. at uni. But talk, talking about other uni students, we got Mike Bandella, who's a, um, a mechanical engineer student, and... Um, Makes beautiful knives, kitchen knives and hunting knives. Um, I've seen a few come through the workshop because he sends them to Matt at RMK to make a sheath for. Um, yep. Yeah, I think he got a, He was very quiet and then we got, got into the beers and then in the ninth sort of hour, um, he had to go back that night with Luke Cole, but he, he forged out an integral um, chef's knife 
like K-tip, I think it was, and um, Karen, uh, Corin was striking for him for a while until I saw the flattening hammer fly off in one of the videos. Oh, that was that was the first <laughs> the first the first strike. The hammerhead was the flatter head was loose, and yeah. um yeah, about two strikes in that went flying, and then we got that sorted out and then uh, struck okay after that. Thank God. I've seen it's some videos filmed. after that, and um, he's making a gorgeous knife. So it's a 1084 um, mono steel integral. So that's really cool. Might be in that Sydney Knife Show the way he's heading. So yeah. awesome, awesome. So tell me, uh, guys, uh, in turn, who was your biggest influences and men mentors in what you do? For you, uh, Luke, obviously for knife making, but uh, Neil, for for everything you do. Cool. <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I mean, maybe uh, what I'm doing now, making YouTube videos, then I started out watching Jimmy the Rester, so I really yeah. like what he did. But I've always made things, so I don't know. I'm really not sure. I'm not sure. Don't know. <laughs> but, oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe my dad. I mean, he was he's not really artistic, but he was a builder. And he used to take me to work when I was uh, a little kid. So I was using hand saws and mixing up concrete when I was probably six or seven years old, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. So using tools. Yeah. That would have come yeah, from no. that. But he, he definitely cool. wasn't artistic, though. So I don't know where that came from. But that's what I've always liked that. Uh, I've taken my photos uh, over the years. I used to do landscape photography. Uh, Tell us about just just hang on about there landscape photography. Tell everyone what your website is, Neil, because this guy's. If you don't know this about Pask, check it out. What's your website? Uh, NeilPaskinPhotography.com. That's that's Paskin Photography, yeah. and guys, go and check out his photography because it is absolutely mind blowing. Yep, yeah, I don't I don't do that anymore. I just don't have time. Taking landscape photos takes a lot of your time. You have to go out so often to get the right conditions. And, you know, yeah. most of the time you go out there and you come back with nothing. And, yeah, so there's, you need dedication to take good landscape photos. It's not just about clicking. It's, yeah, setting up and going out many, many times. So I don't have time for that anymore. Yeah, but what, still, uh, your... people should check them out. Neil, yeah, yeah go. Definitely check that out. I was just going to ask, Neil, what's your um, setup for your YouTubing, uh, for, particularly in terms of, like, cameras and setup for, you know, doing the filming and stuff? Yeah, I use a DSLR um, uh, for my filming, uh, shotgun mic, nothing really too fancy. They've got better. Yep. I've, I've gone along, I've uh, <coughs> upgraded. And then yep. just cheap studio lights, LED lights. And I pretty well use those in most shots, so... You don't see that. Like you've field. got set up now for you guys. Yeah, we've got them set up now. Game so we've got some of that. your photos on screen at the moment for your photography page. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. That must be like a thoroughly, um, you know, just overwhelming when you get that shot that you're after. But like you said, you've probably got about a 1,000 to 1 ratio of number of pictures taken to the to the one that you really want yeah when you get that one it's a, it's a good feeling but you like i said there's a lot of work to to get those photos it's yeah yeah unreal I, i'll maybe get yeah. back to it one day maybe in another 20 <clears throat> years when you need a hobby uh, yeah, yeah. 
Very no, good. it's mad. No, he does awesome. absolutely amazing work. Amazing work. So, yeah, that was my question. Yeah. So, Maybe Luke, yeah. you, a lot of the guys that would be following you online and stuff would have seen your progress in your building of your tiny home and all that sort of stuff. How's that going, mate? Is there much more to do on that? I uh, I don't have a bathroom. <laughs> this sort of, you know... <clears throat> Weak it over the fence. No, um, <laughs> nitrile gloves or just barehanded and a bit of soap afterwards. Um, soap is Dutch. I, I, just, soap. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for that. Priority wise, I, I built everything. Um, I just haven't built the bath, finished the bathroom. Uh, yep. which, yeah, it, it will be a bit of a problem. I need a macerator and I need to run pipes. Well, uh, don't, don't you generally masturbate on your own? Pardon me? Don't you generally masturbate on your own? <laughs> Didn't you say you need a masturbator? Macerator. Oh, right. It's like a blender for poo. <laughs> <laughs> you know that too. <laughs> Goran's um, got four of them in his workshop. <laughs> have I? Oh, yeah. Next um, to the die filer. I just probably the most complicated. Uh, I wouldn't recommend building a shipping container home to anyone. You'd build a you'd build a skid, uh, a metal skid, and then build a, a normal construction tiny home on top of that so that you can move it. Yeah. But you wouldn't don't build it a container home. They're not worth it. <laughs> so, yeah, no, um, fair enough. Um, that's my hot tip. Um, for, I just built that uh, sixteen ton press too. Yes. Yes. Um, we gave that a workout on the weekend, so that was that was good. Uh, it seems to work fine; hasn't squashed anybody fingers <laughs> or otherwise other other appendages. So that's good. Well, when you have that many people over and alcohol, <laughs> other things might often get squashed uh, in there. But well, Kev, it was a KAA event, and um, for their insurance policy, obviously we weren't drinking and using equipment or forging, obviously. That I've just happens. gone through my emails, you know, given that I'm the president, I've just gone through the emails to find the one that said we were actually sponsoring the event, but, you know, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't, I'm don't. i not included yeah. on all these things. That's where that shirt came from. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, back Did of the shirt. I bet you he's shown that to a few people. <laughs> oh, settle down, son. <laughs> right, eh? Settle down. All right. So, so one of the um, other guys on there, Stan Stanley, who's one of our regulars, uh, Luke, his Stan's asked, what's your favourite steel and handle material? Uh, I, I just love high-carbon steel, uh, mainly because I've only just got a kiln, so I've only just been, um, you know, the doors only just opened up for stainless and super steels, crucible steels. So uh, still love 1084. <laughs> And uh, Gigi uh, is always a pleasure to work with and finishes nicely and doesn't need stabilising. I've got lots of ebony. I like the darker colours. I like to use a lot of carbon fibre pins, so things that yeah. contrast. Uh, recently, uh, you know, just for other knife makers, uh, spalted timber is really hot right now. Everyone's doing it. Spalted timber. It's, yeah, I've, actually, I've got, Kev. Got, what's actually, 
actually, Kev, you uh, yeah. you should see the stuff that he's got, mate. It's like giraffe bat. Pattern. I've seen, yeah, it's, no, I've seen some of it online. Fucking um, epic. So I'm just getting into stabilizing, and um, I'll there's a whole new world. A lot of that, pardon me. I said, there's a whole new world. Yeah, stabilizing. A, I've been talked out of it three or four times, and uh, I just did it anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, spell Tim is pretty easy to uh, for a beginner, and doesn't take as much time. Uh, you can do a lot of things with it with dyes. So yeah, it's uh, I've got lots of it, and you should see it on quite a lot of my knives with black blades and white handles and uh, or light coloured handles with black pins. Yeah, no, it looks good. I like that sort of look on them. Um, what was one of the other questions we saw there? Well, Dino Hansacker, g'day Dino. He just said, carbon pins, where do you get yours? Um, model shops. Yep. Hobby, we, hobby we places. It's, ah, it's a lot of the times you go in there. Well, these guys sell them as well, but a lot of times you can go down to the hobby shops and they sell it as um, kite making material or some something. Yep. Yeah, we've got tubes as well. So we've got carbon fiber yeah, tubes. Yeah, tubes. There you go. I've got to get talking All about different sizes. Yeah, all I different sizes. Mosaic one for one of the knives at the show. Um, so I'll do a mosaic carbon pin. Yeah, so nice. Can, They're good too. I haven't seen that before, so hope someone else awesome. There's um, Timmy's got a huge order of stuff coming in that's going to be changing and revolutionising the. Uh, the pin supply market in Australia. So stay tuned for a bulk buy on that in the near future. But anyway, not too much. Probably said too much already. Um, and uh, there we go. Where are we at? Um, so what's your next plan build, Neil? Oh, what is it? I'm not sure. Oh, I need uh, to make a small box, but nothing. It's nothing fancy, but I have to do it. Um, I uh, uh, it's for the Makers Mob. I'm part of the Makers Mob, an online. Tell team. everyone about it. Tell us all about uh, it. Uh, we make. There's about seven of us YouTubers who make online tutorials. So at the moment, so I'm doing. I'll show it again. The Kumiko, and uh, this piece of Kumiko, I've just done a full tutorial on, and I have to uh, make a project with that in. So I'm just going to make a simple box to put that in. And I need to get the gate finished. So tomorrow I'm onto the gate, get that finished, and hopefully get the video finished for that in the next few days as well. So stay tuned to his account, guys, and make sure you give him heaps of likes, shares, and subscribes, and get the <laughs> word out there and and show people what he does. Um, someone says, "Where's Timmy?" I don't know, but we can put the Timmy time intro on and see if he turns up. I sent him a text message saying, "Are you asleep?" and never got a reply. So we're going to go with Timmy's asleep. Uh, we can play the intro if you like, but it's not going to mean that he turns up. Yeah, don't worry about it. He's not here. Yeah. Um, the rain is um, picking up at the moment, so if you can, can you hear, hear that, us? Yeah, a little no. bit actually. Yeah, not yeah, much. Okay. Um, just Corey Cunningham's just put a point up for people saying extruded carbon pins aren't proper size. Keep that in mind before glue ups. Go out and buy a set of vernier calipers and always use your vernier calipers to measure your pin stock, people, because the pin stock is very rarely the size that they say it is. So it's don't just rely time. on the measurements. Yeah. Get the measurements and then 
work on it from there. So, but good I, point to note. I so, use um I use a combination of number letter drills and um number letter drills and decimal drills point one of a mil increment. But but yeah, actually same. it's just as easy to sand your pins down. And that's what Del Rosso does. It's sands yeah, yeah. his pins to size. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Even different if, pins will have slightly different sizes um, on the drills too. Yeah. Well yeah, so you, you measure your drill bit as well as the pin stock, try and match them up. Never use your uh, Mitch Toyo $370 verniers to mark center lines on all your you know, blanks. <laughs> Who has that? Mine costs 15 bucks from Aldi every six months when they have a sale. I go and buy five sets of the verniers. As um, Sean, Sean McIntyre calls them very nears because they're never very 100% nears, accurate. Yeah. So if you want accuracy, you've got to go back to the um, manual, non-digital variety of um, measuring devices, the old school ones. Micrometer. Engineering yeah. tools. That's, that's yeah. Micrometer. Yeah. Raymond Davies wants to know what my secret thing is that's coming out. It's coming out. It's going to be a little while, mate. Ooh. We've just I have made it, and uh, uh, I've got it under test, and uh, I will be testing it all day next Thursday. And it's going to be sexy as sin. And uh, we'll just stay tuned. We're, we're still a month away from having anything, so don't get too excited. Um, what sort of speaking, knowledge you normally Speaking make, of which, Luke? though, oh, um, yeah. sorry, I just want to give a little shout-out to uh, Little Creek Blades, Tom Tom Rebick. He, on the last podcast, said he was coming down to camera, was going to drop in. And he actually came out the day that I was doing the Damascus course. And I reckon he must have had a good 20 guesses at what the secret thing was. And I just, I was like, mate, I'm sworn to secrecy. I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, that means it's that you get plugging and plugging and plugging. I was like, nah, nah, nah. And even if yeah. it was, I'd be saying nah. Yeah, well, he, he, he somehow got his nose out about something else that was being discussed. But anyway, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. Um, so he thinks he knows now, but he doesn't. So, yeah, I figured that oh, out today. No, nah, he's yeah. got no idea. We made sure nah, he had no idea. idea. Yeah. Um, no idea about that, at so least, anyway. Here we go. Yeah, Corey mm -hmm. Cunningham says, can we get some G10 pins to buy? Yes, we've got 40,000 pins coming. Don't worry. There'll be no need for any worry about G10 pins in the future. I'd like to ask a question for um, from Jay Cross. He wants to know yep. if... White ones will be white and not grey. Uh, That's because we'll he fucking rubs them in his beard before he uses them. Yeah, talking about beards, Kev, when are you growing we'll one try. back? When are you growing one back? Uh, well, I probably should have grown one back while my wife's leg is in a brace. <laughs> <laughs> It's coming down. We can't hear anything. Oh. oh, that's just the rain. All right. Fair so enough. while the rain's coming down, just a second, I, I, I just have a special treat for everybody. Here we go. Uh. Knife maker. Timmy, what's going on? Gamaco Artisan Supplies. Knife Making Down Under Podcast. And he's always having such a 
There you go. He's not here, but I, I do have a Timmy top. Hello, this is Timmy. Um, I'm going to drink Cal milk. Timmy time. Gamma cut. Yeah, I'm having a glass of milk. Um, the <laughs> fucking what was I going to say? Oh, we're we're advertising. For, we're looking for an employee, a customer service job. We're hiring in Sydney. I know, like people like to uh, apply. We just need someone with real customer service, problem solving skills. Um, to send what? your resumes. Don't do a half-assed job because they won't even read it because they don't. Do a good job. Send in your application to the guys at um, at Gamaco, and you can find it on our Facebook page or just contact me and I'll find it and send it to you. Uh, and get your job application in. So it's a customer-facing role, uh, counter sales, I believe. Yeah. All right, so just I think that's the only Timmy time thing. He's going to have heaps of other stuff to say, but he's not here, so um, that's what happens when he's asleep. Um, we're not going. We play. We won't play the outro. That's even funnier. Nah. All right, <laughs> happy days. Um, so, uh, what's your favourite type of knife to make, Luke? Didn't we go through this just before? Oh, we did. Sorry, I'm just fucking. I'm all over the shop tonight. Go for Jeez. it, Kev. Fucking ask me to ask a question. Rescue me. You asked the question I was going to ask. Uh, no, you, you, I'm not rescuing you this time. No, no we're pretty Quick, done. go. Three, two, one, go. Yes, stoned. Stoned, says Dino. No, I'm not stoned. No. Um, no, not tonight anyway. What avenues do you sell and market on social media? Where can listeners see your work? And what social media channels are you most active on? So we've talked about PASC at length, but how about you tell us, Luke, what yours are? Good. I think I heard something then. <laughs> I love the bloke that answers the phone at Gamaco. Craig, I think his name is. Yeah, Craig's um Craig's very committed to his job. He loves the fact that he's got one and he's uh, he does a good job. He's um he's got a few issues. Uh he's only got vision in half an eye and but he'll do anything for you if you you'll try and find anything out and sort it out. But anyway, yeah, Craig's Craig's a good guy. Um, and it's pissing down at Taree. What are you doing in Taree, Dino? You're from Adelaide. Don't even you're ask him. Be locked down. Okay, I won't. No, nah, they're not cabbage. locked down. They're not are locked they? down. I don't think. No. So it's just Melbourne. So here's a cheerio to everybody in Melbourne in lockdown watching us tonight. Yes. Um, Unfortunately, been extended again for another week which is just devastating, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Um, hopefully we've got a little bit of entertainment for you guys. Dino says his mum's crook. Sorry, don't hear that, Dino. Yeah, that's um, no good, mate. Bathroom, mate. That's no good. I think the Matt Snape. More knife makers to come, you know, 
take up the hobby maybe with all their spare time. Mate, the last time that they had the big lockdown, Gamico sold out of their bulk steel yeah. order in about 27 seconds. Let's hope yeah. this lockdown doesn't go on for that long. Um, yeah. No. yeah, kind of insane, but, you know. Been talking to a few of the guys down Melbourne way, and it's bloody frustrating for them. And uh, I feel sorry for you guys being involved in that sort of situation um, and, and the effect that it's having on your work life and your home life and everything else. But we'll get through all this bullshit and we'll continue on and hopefully come out of it stronger at the other end. Yeah. Well, my last questions, guys, um, I, I'm a tool slut. I, like, I collect tools. I collect shirts. I collect tools. And there's lots of tools that I want and I would say need. Uh, what is the next purchase on your agenda that you want and or need? Uh, I, I need a, a surface grinding attachment. I saw that they're back in stock at Gamico too. Uh, yeah. Probably temporarily. Um, and uh, what I want is a power hammer. And I want to build one and I end up building a press um, instead, um, the power hammer is 90% uh, assembled, uh, pieces are assembled loosely. And what I want to buy is a 25, after talking to Corin and a few other people, a 25 Anyang through Bruce. Yeah, don't yeah. go less. If you want to do some serious forging, don't, look, don't go less than a 25. I, I'm yeah. about the weight of one of your legs, Kev. So, you know, the. Nah, the they've cap, shrunk a bit. The kick. Oh, sorry. I've lost. I've lost weight, mate. So not train. Not doing the weight training at the moment. So yeah, double, double leg, a double banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double leg. Sorry. Um, my apologies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think twenty-five will be definitely big enough for everything I need to do. Yeah. No, it's a good all-rounder hammer. The fifteen, I, I got the fifteen kilos fun hammer to use, and it's really good when you chuck on a um, cutler's die on it for forging, especially if you're forging sort of bigger stock out. But if you want to do, you know, add something to the Damascus making, I definitely think twenty five kilos is the way to go. It's the definitely the starting one. point. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. If you, can, if you can afford yeah. it, or you've got the space, or you've got the foundation, go a forty kilo. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, but twenty five is a it's, you're not going to be disappointed with 25. I mean, look at Mert. That's what Mert has, um, and he's he doesn't complain too much. I, not I've about got the a, hammer anyway. I've got a nine. It's awesome, but yeah, the I wouldn't recommend getting one. The <laughs> <It's, laughs> nine is like this little bing, 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 bing. Yeah, it's cool. It's not cool. It's just fun. Anyway, it's never mind. Fun. All right. Well, that's pretty much sums it up, uh, Luke. And, Neil, thanks for joining us. Is there anything else, Kev? No. You guys got anything else you want to add to the thing before we sign off? Uh, I think so. But, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. No, th thanks for great. taking the time out of your night. And, and more importantly, um, Luke, thanks for everything you did setting up that hammering. I know that uh, I don't realise people know – I don't think people realise just how much money you spent to make that happen – it was yeah. a completely free event at Luke's insistence. Um, sure, Gamaco sponsored to the tune of the insurance and we printed the shirts and stuff. But Luke 
just put in tons of his own money to feed everybody, make sure everybody was looked after, had toilets and all those things that happen at a hammering um, demonstrators, the whole bit. Luke, what a massive, massive effort. Anyone who's ever run anything like that knows what you've been through, and anyone that hasn't run it doesn't just doesn't just doesn't understand. Uh, yeah. Huge effort. Thank you very much for everything you did for the community. Uh, I can't say that strongly enough, mate. It was awesome. I didn't want the weekend to end. I, I just I was on a high for days, exhausted but on high. So um, it's a it was made by all the people that came. So it wouldn't have been an event without those people. And thank you to everyone that came and the presenters that gave their time and equipment. And Bryn, who came from Toowoomba with equipment, and um, yeah, Wayne Schmidt again for running free coal for uh, charcoal forger. Sorry. Um, for three days, uh, two days, um, I, I, I talked my neighbour into giving him the uh, a cabin on his block, so he had a accommodation. And no, it was just great. A, a big thank you to everyone, and everyone's super respectful and passionate, and that's you know just made the event. It was so good. <clears throat> no, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was the first uh, event I've been to in Queensland, and it was just an absolute stunner. So yeah, thanks for having us there, Neil. I just want to say thanks again for awesome hospitality and uh, anytime. Um, everything. Anything with uh, everything with uh, that happened during the week, it was fantastic. Had a great time, and um, uh, it was just. Great. I really did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. You would have liked it, Kev, uh, particularly the part where Matt drew this arch on his welding table, um, <laughs> and I turned it into a dick, and it was great. <laughs> um, so I would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't have found Uncle Keith's on one of his hammer-ins. <laughs> Do you remember the on one where <laughs> that was – was it you and Chad, wasn't it, that made the huge <laughs> penis? <on> the... <laughs> We're in there drawing this big dick across Keith Flutter's big chalkboard, and I finished doing my artwork and take about 10 steps back, and Chad's there laughing, going and drawing the skin on the, on the knob or whatever. And in walks Keith. And the room suddenly goes a bit quiet. And there's Chad Oblivious still drawing away. And Keith's just standing there with his fucking vile look of hatred on his face. And Chad turns around and is like, oh, uh, who's Kev? <laughs> Trying to blame me, bastard. It was epic. But no, no, I will hopefully get up. Oh, not hopefully. If, if all goes to plan and we get up, no border closures and all that bullshit happen. I will be in Queensland in August, and Luke, I'll get in touch with you beforehand. Okay. And Neil, I'd love to catch up with you as well, mate. Yeah, no it's, worries. It's right. a it's a quick trip away from where I am, man. Like, doesn't mm -hmm. matter how long it takes to get there. I'll come up and say good day for sure. Fantastic, right, guys. Thanks again very much for joining in, making the show good, uh, much better than if it was just Corin and I. Um, <laughs> we do appreciate your time, and uh, as Brim would say, chonk on. Yeah, chonk on. That's uh, that's the deal. And um, there we go. Uh, just uh, stay around, guys, for the after party after the show ends that they're not invited yeah. to. That's only for we'll the elites the like room. us. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you later. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for having us. Right Thanks on. for supporting us and have a good night. See you later. See you, everyone. Thank you again.